Okay, hello. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I hope that wherever and whenever I am joining you, that you are living your best life. I hope everything's awesome. And I want to welcome you to the Corgan Encore. The Corgan Encore is a podcast. It's my podcast. And it's my podcast about life, about things in life that I find interesting. Facets about life and our being on this on this planet that are um, curious to me. And I think it's important that we always stay curious, that we always keep looking. Today's podcast, this episode, is episode one, the first one, and um, also the creativity episode. That's what I find interesting this week, or today, is uh, creativity, the phenomenon known as creativity. What is it? Do we need it? How can we get it? Things like that. I just think that's very very interesting i'll probably say the word interesting like 32 more times i'm sorry about that i want to apologize in advance um creativity is a is a pattern of thinking it really is um it it develops new new ideas it's a it's a way that we develop new ideas creativity is a skill it's a skill that allows allows us to understand the worlds around us and how they're connected and then through it, through those observations, through understanding the connections, we can imagine new applications and, and create stuff. We can build physical things or mental things, and we can we can make those solve our problems. And I'm not sure if you're aware, but there always seems to be problems. We don't seem to get away from them. So uh, the funny thing about creativity too is that. There wasn't really uh, the word creativity used in psychology until about the 1920s. And that's when Mr. Graham Wallace wrote a book called The Art of Thought. And in The Art of Thought, he coined the words the creative process. And that really brought creativity to the mainstream. Uh, What was it before then? Uh, Basically, creativity was known as discovery. No one really quote-unquote created something. They quote-unquote discovered something. It was gifted to the world by the gods. There wasn't really a pattern or a way of doing it. But there is. There is a pattern to doing things. There is a creative process. There is a way of thinking. And um, I wanted to get more insight into that. I wanted to know more about about the uh, how the sausage is made, so to speak. So I reached out to one of the most creative people I know, Mr. Benjamin Palladino. This podcast is going to be of the format where I'll introduce the subject, give some background on it, and then we'll jump right into the interview. And the interview will be with a SME. And what is a SME, you might ask? A SME is a subject matter expert. When I um, I first started working in, in IT um, a long time ago, I was introduced to a lot of uh, acronyms. And the acronyms at this one company were just were just thrown at me, acronym after acronym. And one of the acronyms I didn't even know it was an acronym was SME. They they told me they're like we're gonna we're gonna train you on this software and you'll be you'll become the SME for this software. And whenever anyone needs anything, they'll come to you, the SME. And we want you to develop handbooks and guides for users that are gonna be using this software. And it took me about a day to ask what the word SME was. And they said, oh, oh, that's the subject matter expert. Obviously, there's no one that knows everything about any subject, no matter how niche it might be. But an expert is someone who can get the same results they want 
continuously and uh, consecutively. It's someone who's at the top of their game. And I do, I do really believe that Benjamin Palladino is quite the expert when it comes to creativity. He's a um, game designer and he has created his own adult dark humor card game. Card games available online right now. Go to flifegame.com. You can also find it on Amazon under the words F Life. If you search for F Life in Amazon, you'll find his card game there. I encourage you to buy it. It's a fun game. Me and my wife love playing this game. Uh, and as soon as we make more friends, we're going to invite them over and play it with them too. But uh, but yeah, if, if there is anyone that is an expert that I know on the subject of creativity, it would be Mr. Benjamin Palladino. So without any further ado, this is my interview with Benjamin. Hello, Benjamin. Hi, John. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me here. Oh, it's good to have you, man. So I got to warn you, I gave you a glowing introduction. Did you? Yes. Yes. So there's Give no me. pressure, but there is pressure yes. on this interview. I will try to live up to the expectation. Okay. Sounds great. You uh, made a, a card game, right? I did. Yes. You did? A couple. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and the, your first one was F-Life, right? That was your first card game? Yeah. Yeah, that was my yes. first one. Yeah. Now, when did, you, when did you come up with the idea for that? That was, my, that was my first question I wanted to ask you. That was the big Yeah, so I actually have exact dates, which is weird. But April 26, 2015, my brother and I and his friend were playing um, a party game, Cards Against Humanity something. We were playing something. And I mm -hmm. was like how cool would it be to make our own game? And my brother was like, all like, you know, oh, that'll never happen, blah, 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 whatever. And so the next day, I was working like a job I hated at the time. So the next day, I just spent most of my day in my notes app, writing down notes for an idea of a game. And I came up with a game that was like about life and, you know, drew inspiration from like Monopoly and the game of life and ideas from like the sims and things like that and just kind of mashed them together into a game about life and you know the first things i wrote down was like a list of features i wanted it like money education cars marriage house kids retirement and death and that was kind of like my first list of like things i wanted to include and then that kind of expanded into f life a card game about adulthood that's um, life a yes. card game about adulthood so that's that's so for so I guess for the one or the two, two listeners that will hear this podcast, I'm sorry. Yeah, not, like there's going to be maybe two. That's it. Like I don't even plan on listening to it after I, after I record it. So I, um, I've got somebody that'll listen. Don't worry. There's okay, one. Maybe three. Oh my god. Maybe yeah, three people. Well, three. I know. It's going to be viral. Uh, I yeah. But for the people who don't, if there is one of the three who don't know what F Life is. Um, I would explain it. Maybe you can explain it better than me because I played the game, but you created it. So how? Yes. What is it? Yeah, that's probably a better place to start. <laughs> I'm great at it. Yes, I'm the best. The best. Oh, ever. you're you're knocking it out of the park, <laughs> crushing um, it. So F Life is a dark humor party card game about life and the terrible things that happen to us all. Um, you can buy stuff, get fired, contract an STD. 
eat a sandwich, die, all of the great things, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So what you do in the game is you and your friends play through life and compete to have the most amount of money at the end of the game. And the player with the most amount of money wins. Like I said, pretty much anything in life can happen. Um, every time you play, it's different. You get, you choose your, your name, your gender, your sexual orientation. If you want a GED high school diploma or college education and all of those things determine what kind of job you can get and everybody gets a backstory and then you play through life and you age up and you gain and lose money and uh, you gain and lose kids and spouses. (laughs) So all sorts of things um, can happen. You can get addictions to, you know, drugs and um, all sorts of all sorts of things. You can get STDs, which is always fun, you know, not in real life, but in the game can be, you know, yeah, it's not real Um, in the game. It's just, yeah. yeah. And yeah. And when you hit age 65, then you enter retirement and you start drawing from the retirement deck where uh, you can draw a card that kills you, which is kind of intense because the deck is basically like Russian roulette because you don't know if the next card's going to kill you or not. And you can get cancer, like anything. Your kids can pull the plug on you. And then when you're dead, you enter the graveyard. And so when you're dead, you're knocked out of the game, but you still get to continue playing from the graveyard to screw over everyone that's still alive. Um, oh, and like then that. once everybody, yeah, once everybody has died, you all count up your money and you sell any assets you have. And there's a couple end game bonuses for certain things. Whoever died first gets a bonus and whoever died last gets the survivalist bonus things like that. You total all your money and whoever has the most wins. And yeah, I probably did way too much of an explanation there, but yeah, that's no, no, no way. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Um, but yeah, I, I described it to, uh, cause we bought it cause, and I, and we liked mm-hmm. it. It's a lot of fun. Let me just put that out there. Good job. We love it. We got the expansion set too. Um, but I described it to someone who asked about it. I said it was like the uh, the game of life for adults, but with no board, no board game. It's a card game, and it's for like adults. If if the game of life were for adults, like yeah. it deals, it deals, and it's more. I don't want to use the word granular describing a, a game because that's so boring. But it's it's, it's more in the nitty gritty of life. Like the game of life is like, hey, you had a kid. You know, that's great. You won a beauty contest. This is like you said, like you got an STD or you got fired from your job or like or got a divorce. Yeah, yeah exactly. Also, the <laughs> real the realistic <laughs> shit that happens to people, you know, it's not the um, uh, the be- it's, it's not it's not the uh, the, the clean, wholesome game of life. It's, it's yeah. dark humor, too. And it's in the uh, and it's it is. It's a lot of fun. It's a fun game. And that is like that that making that game and you did this like uh i know you didn't mention it but you created a kickstarter to do it right for everybody else who doesn't know yeah i actually that was kind of hell um but yeah (laughs) i created a kickstarter like in 2016 when i had no idea what i was doing and um it was way too early the game also looked like crap because it was like um well, when you and I used to work together, you saw one of the old prototypes. I did. I remember, remember the first time. I remember watching you play the game. Yep. Yeah, some of our old you. colleagues. Yeah. Yep. And, and I thought, um, I thought, wow, that's kind of neat. Like, it's kind of neat that they did that. You know, I, I was like, 
offended that I didn't get invited, but I thought it was kind of neat. You know, I was. Just, hey, I wanted. I, I wasn't I wanted, cool. I wasn't one of the yeah. kids. So <laughs> I couldn't play. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in uh, let's see, I'm actually got my Kickstarter account open. I'm looking at the dates. So, October twentieth, two thousand sixteen, I launched my first Kickstarter. It was the first prototype. It was crap. It was really bad. Um, I did all of the art on the cards myself, so they weren't that great, but the drawings weren't great, but the joke there was like, life sucks, so the drawings suck. It was kind of like that sort of, you mm-hmm. know, jokey thing, but then I was like, people don't really, like, unless you explain that, people don't really realize that that's why it looks like shit, and so I decided to hire an artist uh, some of the drawings are mine. I so there's a couple Easter eggs in there of drawings I did, and then that that Kickstarter did not do great. Uh, my goal was twenty thousand because again I had no idea what I was doing. I did no marketing. I you know I I was dumb. I really had no idea what I was doing. Right. And I I only earned. I had nineteen backers. I only got like five hundred and forty eight dollars. And out of my goal in a 35 day Kickstarter. So that shows, that goes to show how bad, um, bad I was at this. Um, <laughs> then I, I, I ended up relaunching um, on what, what was the day on July 7th, 2017, I relaunched and I did it again. And this time it still kind of looked like crap, but the drawings were better. The cards were a color. Um, and yeah, all of that. And that um, didn't do well either. It was a lot better than the first time. I changed my goal to 16,000 because, again, I had no idea what I was doing. And this time I got 105 backers and nearly $4,000 um, towards my goal. It was a much better campaign, much better video. I had more of an idea of what I was doing. I was learning more, blah, 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 you know. Um, and then that, you know, that one failed too. And, uh, my, then I relaunched a third time and, uh, this was the final time for the base set. And this is when I really started to figure out what I was doing. Um, I, my goal was then 10,000 and I got $10,600. Um, so I got funded on July 13th, 2017. I got funded. A few thousand of that, though, was my own money, just so I could get it funded and finally make the game. So I was like, whatever, I'll invest some of my own money. And that's when, you know, the base set was finished. It still looked like crap, but, um, and I had no idea what I was doing. And I was, it was way too early for me to be pushing this as hard as I was. And there's tons of changes that were done. And so to give some context on how bad I was, this was funded in 2017 and the game released in 2021. So I had to deal with four years of basically being cyberbullied of people thinking, <laughs> I people remember basically that. thinking I screwed them. Yeah. And then I, I went through... that on Kickstarter. I remember yeah. that. And I thought yeah. I didn't know about, the previous campaigns either so i thought i thought wow why are these guys now i now i know the history so it kind of makes more sense although people are still awful i thought wow oh yeah people were horrible (laughs) and well another issue is i didn't have all the cards drawn a lot of the drawings were mine and they just kind of looked like crap some of them again i did keep a lot of them because some Mm -hmm. of them are really good 
well, I don't want to say really good, but some are, you know, good enough. And uh, in my humble opinion, they were really good. They were just the best ever. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Best looking card game ever made. Yeah. Um, no, but uh, yeah. So, you know, it took four years before the game finally even got printed and I was able to release it. And so in those four years, you know, a lot of people were like, what the hell, man, are you screwing us? Whatever. And so every year I also screwed myself and I, I wanted to give, like, I wanted to add something like for free to make up for the delays. So the first year I was like, okay, everyone gets a free t-shirt. That was a mistake and super expensive. Right. Um, and then the next year I was like, oh, I'm going to increase the game another 20 cards for free for everybody. And then yeah, the no, I got the t-shirt. I like the t-shirt. It was, it was yeah. nice. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I, I got very nice quality shirts cause I didn't want anything to suck. And yeah. So, you know, I kind of screwed myself financially really bad on this. Um, cause 10,600 barely covered getting, you know, the minimum order was a thousand copies of the game. And mm -hmm. so that barely covered the manufacturing and shipping, you know, shipping alone was $2,000, you know, it's two, it was like literally a ton in weight. For okay. Thousand. It was two pallets and they were like really tall. So it That's was really, um, from the manufacturer to you as a yeah, from China yeah. to Georgia. Yeah. And that's okay. like, yeah, a few grand and, you know, so that was the story of the base set. And then, of course, as you know, there was a lot of personal <laughs> stuff oh, that yeah. happened. Yeah, life yeah. doesn't stop. Life doesn't oh, stop yeah. and, while, you're, um, while you're over I, here doing business. You still got life yeah, going on. Yeah, without, and I wasn't making a ton of money back then. And then I had, like, other personal crap happen that really financially screwed me. And um, so, yeah, it was a huge nightmare getting this game done. And to the point where I was, like, I really hate the game because <laughs> of the history behind it and the hell I went through to make it. I mean, it took over six years to release a card game. Yeah. And, and in that time I learned so much that now I can, you know, now I've already knocked out, I've already created two expansions within a year. You know, I have two published expansions. The second expansions on Kickstarter right now, but the goals, the goal was funded within 20 hours, you know? So now I know what I'm doing, you know? Well, that and second, your second expansion is on Kickstarter. Can people still donate to it? Or not donate, but mm -hmm. invest in it? And that's still, okay, yeah, I'll, make sure, I'll make sure I put six, that in the uh, in the episode uh, details so that, I put your yeah. website in there, but I'll put the Kickstarter link in there as well. Oh, thank you. Yeah, there's six yeah. days left and it's 199% funded. Okay, 199%, and so, so twofold. Yeah. And this yep. is the expansion set for uh this is the dildos and dolls expansion. Okay, that's the one. Which okay. adds it's 50 card expansion. It adds a lot of a lot more of like the um obviously like the more, you know, sexual cards and right. kind of a, right. adult cards, more relationship stuff that happens. Mm -hmm. Um and the first expansion was urbanization and games and that allows you to buy and sell drugs and actually be a drug dealer yeah and it added a, a new deck of cards and it added a bunch of jobs and more backstories and stuff like that and that was a 100 card expansion mm -hmm. um and i have 10 more expansions planned there's a travel and geography expansion coming sometime in the future and there's um a card for every single country in the world um 
in that expansion, there's another expansion, um, which is Carnival and Games, which is just all sorts of like amusement park stuff, um, pets and animals, and all sorts of expansions coming. There's one that turns it into a board game. It's called okay. the Box and Board expansion, and it comes with a board, and it incorporates all of the decks from the current game onto this board game, which also comes with some new features, and you actually go around the board like a classic um, board game, and then it will tell you to draw from cards from the base set. So you can play with or without the board. So you can still play it as a card game or a board game. So that's cool, okay. and that's something that's never been done before with a card game. That's exciting. Um, that's, uh... Yeah, and um, that'll be really cool. So there's tons of plans with FLF, along with the other games that aren't FLF-related yeah. that I'm making, um, which I have a bunch of those in the works, as you know. You um, do, and I, I have the, the link in the in the episode's details for your website, for the FLF website, and it has all those games on there. Awesome. Yeah, so, so people can go check those out. I have a trivia game coming, um, a medical-based game. I've got, I'm even making a kid-friendly game at some point, you know, that's like very kid-friendly. It's almost like Candyland level of difficulty. Um, mm -hmm. And so I am making like a kid-friendly game. Um, I'm making a whole bunch of games, but, uh, and I've gotten so efficient that I'm making six games at once plus expansions for F-Life. See, and, I'm glad you mentioned that because... I'm I'm gonna tell you the story was dark when you were when you were going through it and uh I'm glad you it 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 it's a success I would say by uh by most markers right would you call it a success mm -hmm. so far like this game is a success I said I I as you were telling me all about it I was looking at the game on my shelf so I can see it here so I know it actually exists and it's mm -hmm. it's done but it's not done yet like you're still working on it so i think that's great. oh yeah so that's and, um yeah and now it's on you know it's on amazon and i've been selling very well on amazon um i've never gotten a negative review on the game um the closest i've gotten to a negative review was someone saying yeah my game group liked it but it's just not really for us because we like more hardcore stuff because it is a very um casual game like it's supposed right. to be you know a fun drinking yeah. game or whatever you know you're kind of just there isn't a ton of strategy or anything like that to it. You're kind of just along for the ride, which is how somebody worded the game. And I was like, that's like a perfect um, mm -hmm. way of putting it. Um, it's kind of just drawing cards and like having a good time. Mm -hmm. And it's funny and, you know, seeing the way things work out. And yeah, so, you know, there isn't like, it's definitely not like a hardcore game or anything, you know, it's not like Catan or something where it's like right. you have all these things happening but it's a really fun like party game that's just easy to pick up there's a lot to it but it's simple to play um yeah so i would i would agree that i guess technically it's a success i mean it's not like a financial crazy success yet it's not like it went viral and millions of people have it but the people that do have it really seem to like it and that's super awesome i've already gone through half my inventory which is really cool because i haven't the struggle with making a dark humor game is it's very hard to advertise because mm. websites are very sensitive to that stuff now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think you so had some. Yeah. Some it's very difficult. Yeah. It's very difficult to market. Um, but it has been selling well on Amazon, which is cool. It's also on Walmart and a few other places and a couple and, of physical stores, but. 
like I said, this is like I said, this is one of the most most creative things I've seen in 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 years, right? This this game. So when I thought about creativity, and I thought, you know, who's who's using creativity? Who's who do I know personally that uh, inhibits creativity and manifested it? I immediately thought, I was like, man, I definitely got to get a hold of Ben. And I got to talk to him and get him to talk to people about his game and his and your journey. I knew I knew there was a journey involved, but I didn't know you had that many attempts at Kickstarter. Oh, yeah. I love that that happened. Even... I know you, you probably don't love that that happened, but I love that that happened because I know um, one of the things I wanted to ask you about was other people who have ideas and want to um, engage in the creative process because having an idea doesn't make you a creative creating, creating the idea, making it happen. That's part of the creative process. And I was going to ask you what you would suggest to them. I'm going to imagine the first thing is not to give up and to always learn and, and don't be afraid to take another iteration or another try at doing something. Is that fair to say? Oh, absolutely. And I think part of my biggest advice is a lot of people are like, oh, I have this great idea. I'm going to sell it to someone. But nobody buys ideas anymore. Okay. And and every time, like, okay, let's talk about, like, card games. You want to make a card game or a board game or something. Like, you can't go to a publisher with just an idea and they're going to buy it from you and make the whole game themselves. You've got to, like, put in the work to at least you know come up with something and also if you are making a card or a board game just to plug myself i do um i i do mentoring as as well so and i also um i am the u.s sales consultant for a manufacturer so i can help with the manufacturing process for all sorts of things not just card games so um but yeah so i would i would agree with you that you just have to like keep you know life's gonna beat you to a pulp so (laughs) You know, and yes, I mean, yeah, you know me very personal to know that I've definitely had my oh, fair yeah. share of that. Um, but yeah, I would definitely agree with that statement for sure. So, for all those upcoming uh, wannabe creatives out there, you, that's a that's 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 your advice. Uh, don't give up and learn from every every iteration. Right? Yes. Is that is that fair advice? And oh yeah, I know I'm. I'm, I'm myself. This is my, this is my creative endeavor with, uh, is this, this podcast. Um, and, uh, I've, I've wanted to give up. I wanted to give up when we couldn't get this to work. When I, yeah. When yeah. We couldn't get this like call 15 to work. minutes ago. Yeah. Yeah. It's about 15 yeah. minutes ago when I couldn't get this call to work. I wanted to give up then. And I'll probably want to give up later when I'm putting this together with the rest of the audio. Um, all the easy, <laughs> the quote, easy to use apps that you use to put together the podcast. I'll probably want to give up at that moment, but I don't think I will just knowing my personality. Yeah. Uh, but, and so, uh, are, is there anything maybe that you would have done differently looking back or would you have just oh, done man. everything? Is there, and is it, is it possible for you to have done anything differently? Cause I know that that's like a loaded question. Like what would you have done differently, man? Everything, yeah. like everything I would have done everything differently, but you can't, really do anything differently because you learned so much mm-hmm. and 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 I don't know if you would have learned what you learned what you know now well obviously you wouldn't have learned anything if you had done it differently you wouldn't have learned the lessons mm-hmm. uh by just right. looking at someone else's experiences I don't think do you until you actually no, I 
I agree with that. Um, I think the most important thing is patience. Uh, a lot of people have an idea <laughs> and they get really excited about it and they rush it out there. And that's kind of what I did. And that screwed me in a lot of ways. I mean, it took me five or six years from, well, five years from the point I did the first Kickstarter. It took me four years from my first successful one. And it was nowhere ready at all because, right. you know, I was, I was hiring an artist, a single, a single artist, and she lived in another country and it took a long time. And, you know, the game has 400 plus cards in it. I mean, it, it currently first thousand copies have an exclusive expansion included. So that was 25 additional cards, but still that's a lot of art for one person. And, um, and so, you know, that alone and my first artist like got busy and quit and then I had to find another one and she did like two drawings and then she quit for life reasons. And then I finally found this other one, you know, and all these little delays, you know, and then her, her mother got sick. So she was out of commission for like a few weeks and just all of these little tiny things that I was mm -hmm. waiting on and trying to get done was after the Kickstarter was, you know, funded and all of these people are now waiting on me. And uh, I'm like, what the so, hell? So kind yeah. of you're, you're suggesting you would have probably been more patient and, and dealt more with preparation before you actually even yeah. launched, even launched on Kickstarter. That's your, yeah, that, like, is that what you're saying there? Is that absolutely? Yeah. Okay. And yeah, I would have, I would have waited on getting it done um, or putting it on Kickstarter when all the art was done, you know, and that's something I brought to the first two expansions, like the first two expansions I had being manufactured before I even had a Kickstarter going. So I took my own money to get those printed. And then I was like, all right, now I'll do a Kickstarter for each one to kind of make up the money I had spent out of my own pocket and for a marketing tool. Cause you do bring in a lot of people, um, you know, just for having a campaign out there, it's a really good marketing tool just to bring people in. And um, another thing I would have done on the base set way back in the day is more marketing and trying to get it out there a little bit more. So I had more people willing to back me day one, because that's the most important thing on Kickstarter is getting as many people to back you on day one, because it helps you with the algorithms on Kickstarter mm -hmm. and things like that. So all those things together would have made my life a hell of a lot easier. But like you said, if I didn't do that stuff, then I wouldn't have learned those lessons for future things. Right, right. So that's something if I always make fun of, and I shouldn't, but I do, I make fun of the people that are planners to the like last, like the color of the, of the drapes in the office, you know, when they plan that mm -hmm. much. But yeah, I'll say this. I've never known someone who does that much planning that has failed as often as I have and as spectacular as I have. So maybe I shouldn't make fun of them that much. Maybe there's <laughs> a lot to be said for planning and preparation. Now, yeah. I, I will say they, uh, the people I make fun of, and of course not to their face, because I don't do that. That's just rude. You know, I do it behind their backs like a polite person. But uh, the people I make fun <laughs> of for it, they do often um, – Maybe not as often as I think. Maybe I'm. Maybe this is just sour grapes because I'm not a planner and I wish I was. But I, I notice a lot of times they they do analysis paralysis, where it's just mm -hmm. nothing ever happens because they they too they do too much analysis and they talk themselves out of it. Or and maybe that's not a bad thing either. 
because maybe it would have been quite a disaster had they engaged in it and they saw the whole plan. I don't know, you know, but I do, I do think planning, there's a lot to be said for planning. Um, I want to yeah. become a better planner. Uh, like, like, and yeah, I write and... everything down. I'm, I'm doing mm-hmm. that, but it doesn't, I don't read it after I write it and I don't, um, the writing doesn't make sense. It's like, like, uh, like the Unabomber's manifesto writing or something like that. But I do write everything down that I want to get done for the day and for the month and for the year, you know, um, yeah. checking it off though. And, and doing the, I have to do this to do that type of thing. That doesn't really happen for me. So yeah, I, I can see that as being yeah. helpful. Um, and like I said, this, like I said, this podcast, I had steps and I did actually write down the steps of how I want to do this. But um, that, like I'm, I'm not doing it in the order I want to do it in. And it's, uh, it's become a thing, you know what I mean? So yeah, it's, but I'm, I, I hope I'm learning from it and I hope I plan on making another episode and, uh, I plan on that and I'm going to have a better script for that. And the next person, because I worked out the kinks with you, the next yeah. person might have a better interview here. So I apologize for that. <laughs> Hey, this is going fine. And I mean, luckily we knew each other previously really well. Yes. So that was, yeah. You weren't a stranger. You're like, this guy is so unprofessional and I'm yeah. out. I'm done. Yeah. I'm out. Exactly. This is over. I hate this. It's yes. not, it, it is kind of enjoyable though, right? You don't hate it. Do you? Do you hate it? Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Oh no, my God. Yeah. I'm, I'm enjoying this. You know, it's time. okay. Um, yeah, so that leads okay. me to my next question. So, Part of my plan was to get a co-host for the podcast going forward. Um, what are you? Oh, what yes. are your plans in the near future? Are you? Are you doing anything with your with your free time? With all the free time, you know, between yeah, work, all the and the games the time I don't have. Yeah, yeah, all the expansion um, set. Like, would well, you be willing you know, to we, do this? Yes. Well, I mean, we have uh, had <laughs> a little bit of conversation about this before, and um, yeah, I would. Uh, I would not be against that. We have, um, but now I want to record it. I want to get it on you want, for our, yeah. our, our for my two fans, the two people that will listen yes. to it. Three, I'm sorry, three people that will listen to this. I want them to be like, you said, you said you'd do it. We heard you say yes. It's like a social contract now. So I'm gonna I'm yes. gonna hold you through that. And I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna send you some an email about well the next one and I'm gonna bring you in at the beginning so you can help me introduce and even interview our next victim, I mean, our next um, interviewee, our next person, when we highlight another another uh, aspect that I find interesting about life. And that's what it's going to be. I'm going to choose something that I find interesting about life. It doesn't even have to be human life. It could be animal or plant life. If I find it interesting, I'm going to do my uh, quote. You can't see it, but I'm using air quotes, my research. <laughs> I'm going to do uh-huh. my research. And, and get yeah. some type of format and I'm going to meet someone. We're going to meet, we, me and you, will meet mm-hmm. someone who, uh, who embodies it. Like you embody creativity. And then the next, um, the next podcast, uh, the next episode is going to be about uh, change. And I know someone who's, uh, who's just made some big career changes and life changes. And we're going we're gonna to speak to that person. So hopefully it's a disaster. I hope he falls yes. apart in the interview. Yeah. Begs us, not to, begs us not to air it. You know, please don't put that on the <laughs> and, we'll, and then we we'll, do anyway. We'll reassure him, yeah. like, dude, it's only going to be three people that will hear it, so it doesn't matter. You know, like, don't worry yeah. about it. No and one's hey, going to. If any, 
if any of the three people listening want to be interviewed, just reach out and we will yes, we'll yes, interview you. If you're interesting, though, if you're boring, yeah. I mean, you, sorry. We'll, but uh, We'll do our best to make you cry. We'll do our best to make yes. you cry. You know, yeah. uh, like Barbara, what was it? Barbara Walters made everybody cry, right? That was her thing. <laughs> and there was, I swear to God, I wasn't going to cry, Barbara. I don't know if people remember her. Like that might date me. Like, John is so old. But I remember Barbara Walters, was that was the thing. Like, she was such a good interviewer, or mm-hmm. maybe she was so mean, or she had such bad breath. I don't know what it was, but they all <laughs> cried. Every interview, every interviewee cried under Barbara's, um, under her gaze. They're like, oh, my God, this is so yes. horrible. She was not like, um, who is it? Fallon. Jimmy Fallon is such a oh, sick fan. He, my wife liked him, but I feel like he's so, he's almost too nice to the people he interviews, you know? And, mm-hmm. and I mean, there is a place for that. And he's super popular. Pe- maybe people like yeah. nice stuff. I do too. I, I joke around. I, I think you should be kind, of course. But I also yeah. want, I want people to, I want him to ask and interview people and get like, ask like the hard questions. Yeah, the meat. I want to yeah. hear, I want to hear about the, the, the struggles. I want to hear the real the real story i don't want the nice fluff you know what i mean and i feel like yeah fallon is just fun like hey i'm gonna ask you a couple questions that are pre-approved and everybody's happy about and then we're gonna go play this game and i'll let you in you know what i mean so yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know i just i will say that colbert colbert interviews a little bit harder and he's number mm-hmm. one right now in late night so you know i mean i think people want genuine is what it is not not this if you're too kind it comes across as kind of fake you know yeah yeah exactly like he might fall all over the people he interviews um on tv but if he were to meet them on the street he probably wouldn't say two words to them maybe maybe he's maybe he's super nice uh but i don't know you know he's also right i mean i don't trust yeah yeah exactly yeah exactly (laughs) oh boy but yeah I, I gotta I guess I gotta let you go. We we're almost at thirty minutes. I'm trying to I, I'll thirty cut minutes this for, on I think this it's a little one. bit longer. Yeah, we yeah. had ten or eleven minutes on the last one, so we're almost at thirty. Yeah, minutes. we had some technical difficulties. So um, many John technical doesn't know what he's doing. And, I'm learning. Um, I'm learning. I'm gonna relaunch <laughs> this. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna there's gonna be so many cuts. Like we might even cut this out. I don't know what's gonna get cut out. Uh and yeah, I feel like I think I think I got a lot of good information from you about creativity and your journey, and it's it's ongoing too, isn't it? Like you're still, you you've got plans oh, yeah. to do to keep the F Life game alive and relevant. oh yeah, I've got yeah. yeah I've got all these side little products planned right? too, like a a you know playing card set and all sorts of like little things that match the brand that I'm gonna build F Life games into a huge online store full of just dark humor stuff. Yeah. And um yeah, it's gonna be more than just card and board games eventually. You know, I wanna get right. custom middle finger plushes made and <laughs> I wanna get, you know, all sorts of little things. Um and that's the thing and, about creativity too, is that you know, I and I'm gonna mention it I mentioned it earlier in the podcast and it's a creativity is for psychologists, it's the creative process where you and it's it's a continuous thing. It's not a I, I okay. I finished everything and I'm done. No, like you finished it, 
you you came up with a solution for the problem create you you said there wasn't you know a game that you guys could play and it would be difficult to make one i think the problem your brother brought the problem up and you answered that problem now the next problem is you know how do i get more people to enjoy themselves uh by playing these card games and you're you're coming up with new creative solutions but they're the same and but they're not you're using a creative idea to answer those those problems and i think that uh um because prior to what like night in the 1940s there the word creativity wasn't even in like the lexicon of uh of psychology yeah but it was it was discovery every everything was discovered I've discovered mm-hmm. a new painting and you, you thanked you like, thank God or friends or you didn't do it yourself. But I think, you know, the, uh, the psychologist, uh, so I did do some, <laughs> I did do some, some research about creativity. I didn't, I used the funny some, the finger yeah. quote yeah, just a little bit, but yep. the, the psychologist was, uh, his name was Graham Wallace. And he's the one that actually coined the words, the creative process. And he said, it's a, it's a, it really is a process. And I think you outlined it perfectly, like uh, with your, with your journey to getting F-Life on the shelves and, and into people's hands and, and it's a continuing journey too. That's what, that's why I think everybody um, I heard, I think it was Madonna. She was being mm-hmm. interviewed and she said, you're only as good as your last album that you put out. Right. Yeah. And and Madonna now she's not putting out music, but back when I was younger and all the way up until when was Madonna's last album put out? I can't even remember. Um, I have no idea. But she's she's actually talking about I wanna make sure I get this right. I'm 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 going to the Madonna's newest album. Cause she there is a twenty Madam X came out in 2019. That was Madonna's newest album. She's still putting out music. And she's talking about maybe a collaboration again with Britney Spears. Now that Britney Spears is done with all her legal, not done with it, but she's at a better place. Oh, yeah. You know, with the conservatorship. And I mean, you never stop because I think it, I think you also have to love what you're doing to be creative too. Is that fair to say? You have to have some some type of interest in it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and that music thing, I mean, even Taylor Swift, she yeah. released yeah. Her, her old album under that um, under that label that treated her like shit, and she re-released it as Taylor's version, and it's just all the same music recorded how she her wanted way. to. Yeah. yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised if we saw some of that come from, like, you know, Britney or something, mm-hmm. and um, which would be really cool, because that story is obviously really messed up and oh yeah um, yeah it's yeah and and you're like you said life is going on like life is going on for her with all her family issues and she was still working and creating at the same time and it's not it's it's yeah and you i'm yeah i'm so glad you mentioned that because yeah it's not a the process isn't over it's never Mm -hmm. over really you you should always be Always be closing. Remember that from the movie? Yes. Uh, always be closing. That movie, that movie was so terrible. Um, oh, the movie about the sales guys, or they did they all they always be closing, um, and they were just all awful. 
Yeah, what's that from, man? Uh, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Yeah. Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. They were so, <laughs> there was not one um, endearing character in that movie. They were all just Al Pacino, Jack Lemmon, Alec Baldwin. <laughs> they played such, like, terrible characters, you know? You didn't feel yeah. bad for any of them. You wanted to, but they were just, like... Oh, that's great. That's great. I hate people that quote it too, though. But, but, but the grind, what's the other word? Like the grind never stops either, you know? So you might as well do something you like, do something you enjoy, and you can, you can do it creatively too. Like find different ways to, to find, uh, and to find solutions to, uh, your problems. I know that you're like, well, it wasn't a problem, but there was, there was a, the problem was your your brother thought you couldn't like a game couldn't be made and you knew mm-hmm. it could like you knew it could yeah. so you just had to think of it and do it a different way kickstarter was is a is an amazing uh, amazing platform and i because i went on there to to get the expansion set and yeah. um I, I i i poked around at other stuff that was going on in kickstarter and i thought wow like these guys have these visions and they're and they're getting part of it is the funding and that's the that's the part nobody likes to talk about is getting the money to do it because we live in yeah. a capitalist society it takes money to do anything and oh, yeah. and and kickstarter does it in a fun a fun way and it makes you uh, a part of it too like you you may not be able to have that idea and you don't want to do the the work but now you can you can put in a little bit of money and say I was there at the beginning. I was there when they like. It's like when I would. Yeah. Uh, I went to go see uh, the band Gloriana when yeah. they were touring, and they had a a real small bus, and they were not the headliner. And I saw them mm-hmm. at a little nightclub in Savannah. And I tell everybody now when they when that song comes on the radio uh, that I should have kissed their song. I was like, I saw mm-hmm. these guys when they were nobody. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I I saw Chris Stapleton when he opened for. Uh, little big town in savannah mm-hmm. and i didn't know who chris stapleton was it was him and his wife singing and i was like yeah this guy's pretty good and then the next thing i know he's in he's on the uh vma music awards with justin timberlake and i was like me oh, i yeah. told santa i said look that's that dude that we saw in savannah like uh two years ago she's like oh my god that is that's chris stapleton i was like yeah like this dude is yeah. blown up you know like yeah and it, it's fun to be like Kickstarter gives you that opportunity now to say, you know, I, I invested when um, F Life was just the base set. And now it's, yeah. just, uh, you know, and that's, that's I love that Kickstarter idea, too. That's an amazing platform. I think I'm going to put the that one... in the in the uh, podcast notes, too. So if people are watching, they can go to Kickstarter and and if they have an idea, too, you would yeah. suggest that they do a little bit more preparation than you did the first time. But. It's, it mm-hmm. sounds like it's it can be a success though right like this is definitely oh yeah absolutely and i've done See? a lot of um i've done a lot of small business and kickstarter mentoring and i've seen a lot of a lot of times where they're like oh i want to put this on kickstarter blah 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 and it's like well slow down let's see what you have is this ready <laughs> do you know how much it's even going to cost to get made because i didn't i didn't even do my research i was just like yeah 20k on my first one because done. if you go to kickstarter yeah just done no big deal it's you know, you go to Kickstarter, you see all these, you know, who, who's that? All, oh, yeah, Brandon Sanderson, very famous fantasy writer, broke the record so much on Kickstarter, it crashed the site. 
on Monday. So mm -hmm. over $23 million or something right now. And so when you're someone new that doesn't know anything, um, you, you see all these campaigns blow up and it's like, oh, I can do that. But like all those people also invested a bunch into marketing or they were already famous, you know, like Brandon Sanderson was. And so like the one thing I hate about Kickstarter is anybody can do it. So like, you'll see celebrities go on there and it's like, dude, you've got millions of dollars. Just do what you, but you know, it's really good, um, you know, marketing platform it is. too. And I think you that's know, that like, whole grassroots type of thing where they want to, and yeah. I know, um, what is it on Kickstarter? Uh, Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher were raising money for a, uh, a charity for the Ukrainians on Kickstarter, right? On, I think it was on GoFundMe. Well, maybe it was because, GoFundMe, yeah. Yeah, because Kickstarter, right. Kickstarter doesn't allow charitable stuff. Okay, that's right. It was GoFundMe. Because they hate the bad. world. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, I mean, that's not what their platform is for. That's not what Kickstarter exactly, is for, yeah. though. It's for entrepreneurs. And it's, yeah. I'll tell you what, I like it better. A friend of mine, because uh, I've always found the whole, the whole entrepreneur – I think that's quite, it's quite interesting that somebody would uh, take the reins of the business, you know, and, and, yeah. and, and to do it in the climate, it's, it's a huge risk. And, uh, you know, it's not, it's definitely not the safe road to take. Yeah. And so I've always, I'd like to, I'd like to read about it. And uh, a friend of mine knew I did that and they told me to watch the, what's it called? Shark Tank TV show. Oh, I, love I hated Shark Tank. it. I hated Shark Tank. Really? Yeah, I didn't like it. Uh, because I just felt like it was too well. It was. I think it was. There was a lot of scripting and coaching, but I also mm. feel like it was too. Um, I don't want to say mean. I hate to use the word mean, but it, they are. They're mean. Like they're. they're oh yeah. They're pretty. They're, they're a holes. They're so get that out of yeah. the way. They're terrible. <laughs> yeah. But. And I do understand, though, kind of where they're coming from because they've seen it all. And like you said, yeah, there was a book I read called um, Syrup by Max Berry. That's one of my most favorite authors. But um, Max Berry's book, Syrup, the protagonist says everybody has, I want to say, $2 million ideas a year. The millionaires yeah. act on their ideas. That's the difference between the millionaires and everybody else. And he was in marketing. The protagonist was in marketing. The book, the book syrup was amazing. The movie syrup wasn't as great. It's you can get it on Amazon Prime. I bought it because I like like that author. I love that author. Like I like all his books. I'm looking at one yeah. of them now, um, Lexicon by Max Berry. I haven't read it yet, so I might hate him if this book's bad. I'll I'll just he'll be dead to me. But uh, all so far, all the books I've read from him have been great. They've almost all been satire too. You know what I mean? Just uh, yeah. And this one was about advertising. Another one was about capitalism. He did one about uh, transhumanism. That was Machine Man. That was a real good one. The the capitalism one was Jennifer Government. Uh, just he's just a great author. There's one called Company, and it's about corporate culture. And I I when I came up, I graduated from uh, school. Well, and and I I just joined the corporate work world right away. So mm -hmm. I've always seen entrepreneurs as this, like, uh, these unicorns. I'm like, these guys, like, and, and I know it has its struggles. Like, I know, like, 
I went the safe route. I never really went hungry or anything like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've never really risked everything. Uh, I've always had somewhat of a safety net. But I've always admired the the entrepreneurs who who did it with there's a guy that um he's the general manager for the baseball team the savannah bananas and he wrote a book and he tells his story about buying that baseball team in savannah and Mm -hmm. um living like using the last bit of him and his wife's savings to move to savannah and buy this team and living in a house that they were renting on Tybee Island. And you think Tybee Island is like a vacation spot, but this house was not yeah. like they got a great deal on rent because there were holes in the ceiling. Like he talks about the holes in the ceiling of this house. And yeah. I was like, dude, that is like, like he risked it all. And, and it's a, right now they sell out every, almost every game. And so he's in a good spot, but it did not start good for him, you know? Uh, yeah, and, and it was like good for you that you did that, and and good for you for getting getting mm-hmm. this far. And I can't wait for the next sets. And you're gonna you're gonna be the co-host of this podcast. So I know that everything you touch you touch turned to gold. We might that, have well, like five um, five listeners in a year. You know what I mean? That's like, true. Be, I got a couple. I got a couple people that'll listen. They'll hate. Yeah, you know like, they'll hate that five, hour they waste. But that's on fire. Like five listeners. Oh my god, that's half. I know. A 10. That's I half know. a ten, it's man. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um but you know, we should do a a reverse interview where I interview you cuz you wrote a book. <laughs> I and, did. I like there were like four readers of that book too. So Yeah. Uh I did that. Yeah, we could do that. That might be fun to do. Not now. Yeah. I'm I'm like <laughs> Yeah, right now you're like, "Oh, I already hate doing this podcast." I'm yeah, dude, off, my mouth know? is dry. I'm like, "How long should I talk?" Like, what the hell? <laughs> Um, it's so weird. Well, we're at, we're at like an hour, so maybe we should call it here. I think so. I think by the time I edit this down and you know, all that, it's going to be less, but it's going to be so bad. Yeah. Yeah. I like that idea. Everyone's going to be like, man, this is garbage. This is terrible. We'll be like, yeah, it is. They're talking about nothing. They have no direction. It's the worst ever. Yeah, I hate it. That's what they're gonna say, and our five (laughs) listeners will leave us. (laughs) Yes, I mean three. It's gonna be three, but maybe go up to five and then zero. So yeah, let me let you go, man. I'm gonna take off for the day, and uh, yeah, that sounds good. You're gonna, I'll download this and send it to you. Does that sound good? Yeah, that sounds perfect. And then I will edit it and make it sound better, and then send it back to you. You can (laughs) upload it. And a I'll lot of jam- back and forth, you know. Jam it into the podcast, and it's gonna be glorious. It's gonna, it's gonna be like, we'll we'll write our own reviews. That's why it's gonna be glorious. See, that's the that's yes. the ticket. Write your own reviews, like right. Or yes, or features the two most prolific speakers I've heard in my lifetime. Something like that, you know. From mm-hmm. our buns, this review is from <laughs> Buns. Yes, and then Eileen Dover says. Eileen over says, <laughs> says I, I thought the podcast was a breath of fresh air in the sea of nitrous oxide that is the podcast fear right now. See, this is this is gold. We should be writing this down. Oh yeah? Yeah, no, not at all. This is terrible. <laughs>
It's like a Trump speech. It just bat- he babbles on and on and small on. Small loan of a million dollars. A small loan. It was just a small loan of a million dollars from my father. Yeah, there we go. Just a couple people are gonna get the sniffles and it'll go away. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Yeah. Cool. Perfect. The worst man ever. Okay. Let me, let me go. I'm gonna let you go, man. I'll talk to you later. All right. All right. I'll talk to you later. Thanks everyone for listening. Yes. Thank you everyone for listening. And um yeah, I'll catch you later. All right. See ya. All right, bye man. Bye.